0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in
1: perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you our show today, feel free to give us a call, 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, when it comes to preparing for retirement, the marketing materials we're all bombarded with on a daily basis almost always depicts a life of complete leisure and relaxation travel, reading a mystery novel while laying in a hammock, cannonballs in the pool with the grandkids. You know the kind of ads I'm talking about. But an increasing number of folks I work with are telling me that they're interested in slowing down their career, but not necessarily giving it up entirely. In some cases, it's because they want the income. In other cases, it's simply because they're in good health and are worried that a full retirement may leave them bored and restless. So our show today, we're going to be highlighting some of the ways you may be able to slow down a bit once you hit that retirement age without completely leaving the world to work, but before we get into the topic, let me introduce my co-host with us, as always, the one and only Tony Shore, who I hope isn't planning on transitioning away from our show anytime soon.
0: <laughs> no such luck, Greg. Uh, I, you're stuck <laughs> with me. Uh, I could never give up these great conversations we have each week, and as usual, you brought a great topic today. So I'm excited about it, and uh, you know it's it's going to be a good one. And uh, like you say, I think the idea of semi-retirement is becoming more and more common out there. I think this is a trend, and I I think it's really uh, important because a lot of people, hey, they're healthy, uh, they have vitality, so that has a lot to do with it. I mean, compared to, say, my grandparents or my great-grandparents' generation, it seems like a lot of people who are in their 60s and 70s today are heading into retirement with more energy, more health, more excitement, so uh, that's a good thing
1: yeah absolutely i mean i actually hear this quite a bit like most people don't see themselves retiring um at all you know a couple clients say i'm never going to retire so i think this is a good topic you know that you don't have to necessarily retire but you can kind of slowly transition um into retirement and i got an interesting article here from investopedia uh it's titled the rise of the semi-retired life and it caught my eye and it's got some useful insights that we can uh Pinpoint. As it notes, the decision to move forward with a semi you know, rather than full retirement comes down to dollars and cents often, but particular for people whose only source of income might be Social Security. Uh, but again, it's, it's a little more than just money. The article references a uh, Pew Charitable Trust study that explains 31% of retired women and 40% of retired men said they work part-time simply because they want to. So as life expectancies have gone up, it's kind of nudged many people to change how they think about retirement. You know, for some, the idea of retiring at 65 and then living another 20, 25 years, you know, with much less to do every day is just unappealing.
0: Well, yeah, that that would be. And and I think you make a great point there. It hits home for me because I I know there are people out there who, hey, they can't wait to retire, right? I mean, they're burned out at their (coughs) job, whatever. But I think a lot of other people genuinely enjoy what they do and find purpose in it. And not only that, Greg, but hey, people enjoy the social aspect of engaging with coworkers, uh, maybe even doing things outside of work with their coworkers. So, but once you're retired, I think you find fewer and fewer opportunities for socialization. So I imagine that's a big part of uh, working at least part time in retirement.
1: Yeah, that's really a good point. You know, you meet most of your friends, um, relationships and stuff at your job. If you stop working, you stop meeting new people, you kind of your social life just kind of becomes stagnant. So, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Uh, I'll throw out another illuminating stat from the article, according to um older Americans in the workforce, this is a survey, uh, 77% of the respondents said that their health was so good that they didn't have any restrictions as to the kind of work that they could do. So I think that tells us a lot about how retirement is changing. You know, When it comes to working during a semi-retirement, moving to part-time roles, probably the easiest step. Uh, have a conversation with your current employer and gauge their interest in keeping you on staff uh, at reduced hours. If they say no, put your skills and experience uh, onto the open yeah, market. There you go. I would think that a lot
0: of businesses and organizations out there are going to be willing to be flexible in an effort to keep those employees that have significant skills and a lot of experience to keep them on their payroll, right?
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, we actually, uh, another way to continue using experience, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, Tony, about things to kind of do going into retirement. It's become a consultant. And I think that's another good point here in our topic today is that many companies are constantly on the lookout for someone who can come in temporary, you know, part-time to help with projects, you know, redesigns and that sort of thing. So the best part is that you can set your own hours and your own work days. So if you're interested in some consulting, make sure you don't have any active uh, non-compete clauses in your contracts with your current employer, uh, because they can often be you know, a barrier if you're gonna work as a consultant. That's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's always good. You gotta work uh, and understand those things and work at it a little bit. And I think this is a good time to remind our listeners then that, hey, if you're nearing retirement and you're considering working part-time or as a consultant, you definitely need to be working closely with a financial services professional, somebody like yourself, Greg, to devise a strategy that's gonna utilize the income you'll be making while also providing that flexibility you're gonna need if you reach a point where you wanna fully retire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to have an income plan in place, knowing how much you're gonna need to withdraw from your portfolio, where your income's coming from, lets you know what the right investments and, and vehicles are gonna be to produce that income. And it also need to match your risk tolerance. You also need to have your assets organized. So it's definitely part of the part of the strategy. And another way to continue working a little in retirement while calling your own shots is to start a small business now a lot of people have always kind of had that fantasy of having their you know small business and their own being their own boss don't disregard the idea that you might be able to take your passion or your hobby and turn it into a you know a little bit of a money maker whether it's something like golf lessons or you know scuba diving lessons or putting your maybe carpentry skills to work whatever it may be there are a number of options out there that could keep you engaged while putting a few bucks yeah, in your pocket
0: yeah exactly and hey who doesn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? I I like that. I like that (laughs) idea. Uh, And I think for a lot of people, the goal of working part-time in retirement, again, it's more about engagement than it is about money. So utilizing a favorite hobby, that seems like a really good solution.
1: Yeah. And and one final point you know, about the semi retirement, sitting down with a financial service professional is also not only getting that plan together, but know how it's going to impact your taxes and your social security. Because if you take it early, there's an earnings limit. So you got to know how much you can make and, and healthcare plans as well and Medicare. So all those things come into play if you're going to slow down your, sure. your work time.
0: And, and there's a lot more I know you want to share with our listeners, but before you do, uh, let them know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation.
1: Right. You know, we're always willing to, you know, talk with our listeners and help them put a plan together. If you want to get your assets organized, kind of get a projection, an idea, give us a call 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. And, you know, I'm always happy to Awesome.
0: Help. Sounds great. Now, we've been talking about how you can embrace a semi rather than full retirement so you can stay engaged, continuing generating a little income And, you know, I know you've had a lot of conversations with clients about semi-retirements and you said they're becoming more and more popular. So you've got some great info and tips for us. What's next?
1: Yeah. In in addition to those conversations about those semi-retirement situations, I've actually spoken to many who take advantage of seasonal employment opportunities. You know, working seasonally allows you to make some extra money uh, while fully controlling, you know, when, where, how you want to work. And another interesting article, this is by a U.S. News and World Report titled 11 Seasonal Jobs for Retirees, provides a number of useful ideas for seasonal work. And It's first tip is customer service jobs. So during the holidays, for example, many retailers need additional help manning their phones, uh, answer customer questions, deal with complaints, you know, that sort of thing. And as the article notes, customer service roles are sometimes remote, which means you may not need uh, to leave your comforts of your home to do the job. You can do it from home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. And I'm it's I love the fact that people can work from home. I mean, obviously, um, you know, customer service jobs, I think, can be tough working with customers over the phone. That can be uh, a tough gig, but doing it from home makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah. And some people yeah. have a knack for it and they, they don't mind sure. it and they're good at it. Um, speaking of retailers, too, during the holidays, many also need uh, temporary workers in the in the actual store, you know, to stock shelves, work the registers, help customers find items and that sort of things. And the pace can be hectic, but that kind of job would let you work for you know a few hours at a good wage. And then once the holidays are over, you go right back to your slower paced retirement now, outside of the holidays resorts are also uh, provide ample opportunity for some seasonal work. Golf courses for example often need extra employees in the summertime to help with maintenance, uh, serve food, check people in, you know, be a starter work in the clubhouse. Uh, additionally, small towns on lakes, which are very popular with tourists, often need extra staff during the summer months when the when the crowds arrive.
0: Well, that's a great point, Greg, especially now uh, <laughs> businesses are really scrambling to find people to fill jobs. And speaking of, you know, going to a tourist location to work during summers, I, I know a couple uh, that uh, they love the RV lifestyle. So they spend their summers working at a tourist friendly, friendly location or in a tourist friendly town. Then they hit the road at their own pace after Labor Day. And so that's another strategy you might want to take.
1: Yeah, you know, I really like that one, too. In fact, uh, that's something I can see myself doing, um, you know, during the summertime, getting an RV and just kind of going from place to place. Um, I think that's a really exciting, I've I've talked to a lot of clients that actually uh, embrace that idea because you get to see all the parks you never got to see. And at the same time, you like a place, stay a while, find a little seasonal job, make some extra money and move on. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Another one is package delivery, Tony. Uh, It's becoming increasingly popular, uh, part-time gig. Whether it's delivering for Amazon or groceries through uh, new apps like Instacart, you know these jobs typically offer flexibility and pays not too bad. You know, and it gets you out of the house and gets you around uh, for a few hours.
0: Well, yeah, it does, and uh, that's good to get out of the house for a little while. And when I think about the number of deliveries I see every day to houses in my neighborhood, Greg, it's crazy. It used to be the UPS truck would turn down the street, and you'd say, oh, I wonder who on my cul-de-sac. There are only eight houses, eight or nine houses on the cul-de-sac. I wonder who's getting a package today. And they'd stop at a house and go, oh, yeah, Dan's getting a package. But then uh, they'd leave now, over the last year and a half or so, uh, the UPS or FedEx or post-office truck, they stop at every single house with packages on the cul-de-sac. It never fails almost every day, so... Uh, it's amazing. And it's pretty clear online shopping is only going to continue to be more popular. And, you know, those packages aren't going to deliver themselves. So that is a good option for a job.
1: Yeah. Remember when Amazon just sold books? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that uh, boy, that's taken me back. I guess they did. I'd forgotten. Know, right. That. They started as book only.
1: Yep. And now everything. it's everything, you know, whether it's shoes, groceries, even your dinner, you know, it can Right, right to your front door a replacement part for kinda a kinda vacuum crazy.
0: cleaner seriously
1: <laughs> yeah name anything um you know if, if being outside too is appealing getting back uh, on topic here you may want to consider maybe uh work in an orchard or um some kind of farm when the crop is ripe Orchards are generally in need of several temporary employees. And while the work can be strenuous, you'll be outside. You get some exercise. You can engage with others. We talked about that social aspect. You know, as an added bonus, you get to sample some of the food you might pick and harvest. Ah, I like the sound of that. I mean, that's
0: uh, that sounds good. And uh, my earlier comment <clears throat> about RVing, that lifestyle, aligns well with, hey, tourist spots uh, that, you know, uh, have locations where you can spend a few weeks in the country picking fruit and making some money that's a great idea
1: yeah definitely and if another example if you love uh, being behind the wheel you know working here and there as a driver is a nice option um, and not just uber you know or lyft which you can do you know pretty much anywhere anytime there's other options too like driving a limo uh, during the prom or wedding season or or going to sporting events. Um, sometimes you might require a chauffeur license. It depends on that for, for limo drivers. Uh, but school bus is another one. You know, post-COVID, school districts across the country were facing significant driver shortage and are actively recruiting. So if driving a regular daily route doesn't necessarily appeal to you, maybe explore driving for special events, you know, like field trips uh, or sporting events or something like that. But there's definitely opportunity for for jobs uh, driving.
0: Well, yeah, driving is another thing. Some people love to drive, right? And I know in some cases, hey, if you drive a group of kids on a field trip or to a zoo or museum, you also get a ticket to go inside and enjoy it yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true. Now, this next one, here's a, a potential temporary job that I think will appeal to a lot of our listeners, and it's national parks. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago as well, Tony. You can imagine you know when you look think of our country's incredible national parks and they're very very busy in the summertime so if you have a degree in in the sciences you might be able to get a seasonal job out in one of these national parks if you don't have that kind of degree you still may be able to find work you know in the park at the hotel the restaurant or the shop it's a great way to see some of these things that are on your bucket list earn a little extra money at the same time and not have to spend a fortune yeah,
0: true uh good point and You know, I think uh, speaking personally, uh, spending the summer working in a national park regardless of the job sounds like a blast to me.
1: Yeah, you know, my brother did that in his younger life. Uh, worked up at Glacier National Park in Montana. Worked at Denali in Alaska, and uh, you know, it, it changed him. He, he still loves Montana. It's a, he had a you know spiritual experience there working in the summer. So he he definitely plans and, on doing that. You know, later in retirement life, and I think that's something um, that our listeners might might guess what. Uh, my wife to. worked at Glacier Park in the summers. Oh wow! Yeah, I did not know yeah, that.
0: Between uh, when she was going to college, uh, she would uh, spend summers working at Glacier. Maybe they know each other. It's beautiful we'll we'll have up to there. Find out. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. <laughs> small. It's a
1: small world. We know. We know that. Yep, and I. I- I never got to visit him up in Glacier, uh, but I did in Denali. So up in oh, up in uh, wow. Alaska yeah. was my first time, and we've we've got we've got clients and listeners up in Alaska too, and that's beautiful up there. That's just uh, never been. I've been to Glacier, place. but I've never been to Alaska. That's uh, a it's on the bucket list. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, now clients uh, a lot of them also mention garden. I even had a client this is funny that that did a, she wanted to write a book doing uh, yoga uh. while she was pruning her plants. Wow. And she used to go out there and do this like weird dance as she's pruning her flowers and stuff and she got exercised that way. Yoga um, gardening. So yoga gardening yeah uh, now if you don't want to do that you know working at a nursery uh, is a good part-time option you know lots of nurseries are in need of temporary workers in the spring and summer time so if you have that green thumb and you enjoy working directly with people you could put this uh, on your list of possibilities or try the try the gardening <laughs> yoga thing
0: gardening too. yoga that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> um but it seems like just about every town i mean even small ones have some kind of nursery right
1: yeah, definitely. And another one's lawn care. You know, lawn care might be another option True. for green some thumbs. Some people love um, it. Spring and summer. Some people really love it, and the smell of fresh cut grass. I and mean, why not? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lawn care is the, not my favorite. The work, the work yeah. can be hard, right? but the pay is competitive, and that definitely can help with rewarding. your retirement budget. And it's exercise, exercise too. exercise, yeah. and
0: rewarding. Some people that's really that really
1: does it, right? Yep, definitely, and it, it helps with your retirement yeah, for, budget for as well. Sure.
0: Well, uh, let's keep going. I mean, you've been highlighting some ways that we can enjoy a, a semi-retirement, Greg, instead of a full retirement. And I think people are hitting retirement age in good health in many cases with lots of energy. So, maybe they feel like I don't want to stop working, but maybe, you know, slow it down a bit and add in a few more things. So, what do you have for us next?
1: Well, you know, I want to kind of change it up just a little bit. You know, I've enjoyed the chat about semi-retirement, but now we Think about things, um, how we can kind of cut our budget, maybe like spend a little less money and lower our income goals in retirement. That also helps if you want to speed up the, the retirement sure. plan. Um, so I, I got some good news. What's that? I saved a bunch of money by switching my car insurance to Geico. <laughs> but no. Um, bump. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but well, I do want to talk about auto insurance. You know, as my clients age, uh, their driving habits change and. The topic comes up every now and then because you don't, you shouldn't be paying as much as you were in your working times. And there's an article here, nine ways you can whittle down your insurance costs. And this has some good advice. So the first thing is look for that mile, mileage-based reduction. You know, if your workday included a long commute, chances are you're not putting on the miles anymore. So call your insurance company up, let them know that you're driving less miles. Um, that could save you some, some and money.
0: For sure. And, you know, uh, we've talked about this on previous shows, but when it comes to auto insurance, I think... It, it, you should chop around, right? Get the best deal possible, it really pays.
1: Yeah, and you know what, my father-in-law just did this. Um, He's half the time in Hawaii, half the time on the mainland. They have an RV there, so we talked about the RV lifestyle. They are actually right now driving across country. They're gonna meet us in our cabin in Arizona for Christmas. And he redid his insurance when they left the island, um, and he cut it in half. I think it went from like 1,800 a year for everything to like 900. So it's it's kind of a big deal. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, you got to look out for that. You, yeah. there are ways to reduce it and
0: shop around.
1: Yeah, um, the deductible is one obvious one, right? You can raise your deductible from two hundred to five hundred or five hundred to a thousand. That can cut your cost um, by as much as thirty percent. Wow. And a lot of folks also uh, tend to be like you think you're underinsured, like you need more policies, but some people are in fact right? overinsured. That's true. So if you have these giant policies that you don't need, you know, $500,000 million, you might not need that much protection. Um, so you don't need that much car, um, that much insurance. And your rental cars too, if you go on a trip, that's such a, your your own coverage covers you in a rental car. So you don't need to yeah. buy their rental insurance. Bit of a scam,
0: but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, little, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, the price of your car too, if you drive an older car, um, the cost of replacement if it's not that much, if it's two, $3,000, maybe consider not having a copper collision on there. You know, you can repair it yourself or if you're in the market for a new car, yeah. if you wreck it, buy a new one. <laughs> yep. uh, but you also have to remember, you,
0: you, you know, make sure your coverage as if you want coverage for theft or vandalism or weather damage, you got to look at what covers that and do you need it or not? Are or you willing to pay for it? So I, I think like with anything else in our financial lives, Greg, when it comes to auto
1: insurance, you got to take your time, do your homework, and make thoughtful decisions. Correct? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, speaking of homework, um, this is how my father-in-law saved a bunch of money: is he did the bundle. You know, so yep. if you've got in- home insurance with one company, auto with another, life insurance with another discuss bundling. You know, there's a good chance you can save a, a ton of money. Um, the article actually references State Farm as the example of bundling, and they estimate it saves about as much as 17%. But it's not just a State Farm thing. You know, it's it's whoever your preferred insurance company is, talk them about bundling. You could probably save a ton.
0: Well, and yeah, bundling isn't just some uh, marketing ploy by the auto insurance companies. It's le- It can legitimately save you a lot of money. Uh, my wife and I, after years and years, and seeing thousands of commercials and hearing from people like yourself, Greg, telling us, you should probably look into bundling. We did. We saved thousands of dollars, honestly. We were paying way too much in our homeowner's policy and got it for much less just by bundling it with our auto insurance. It was crazy. So you really, if you've been with the same company since you bought your house and they've and you've never talked to them about your rates and they've just been raising them and raising them, bundle it with your auto insurance. And save a lot of money, seriously.
1: Yeah, there there really is a lot of ways to save. You know, on car insurance, I, I made the Geico joke. You know, entering this this uh, this segment, but there is many many ways to to cut your costs on your auto insurance. And that's why that oh, you see all these commercials all the time because there's people. You know, all these companies are competing yep. for your business. Um, driving record is another one. If you've got a good driving record, call them up and ask them for a good driving discount. If they don't want to give you one, shop around again. You know, look look see what else and. Threaten to to move all your policies yep. to one company and get that bundle. Um, the article explains too, according to Bankrate, that the average U.S. car premium is sixteen hundred seventy four dollars, uh, but that premium can jump three hundred fifty five for a speeding Ouch. ticket, seven hundred thirty one dollars for an accident, one hundred eighty seven for lapse in coverage, sixteen hundred if you're convicted of uh, impaired wow. driving. So drive safely, it, it, yeah. it pays.
0: Well, and another way to potentially save money on auto insurance is to improve your credit. I mean, insurers look at how you manage your credit to gain a sense of how risky you are to insure. Right. So
1: I think that's a big one, right? Yeah, definitely. It actually helps quite a bit. Um, your, your credit and you make your payments how about on time, the role it of helps. your vehicle, if the you,
0: kind of vehicle you drive. What does that, what does that do? Does that play a role in pricing?
1: Uh, actually, a lot. Yeah, if you're in the market for for some new wheels, make sure you you know check with your insurance company to see what the premium would be. Because the the make and model, it definitely depends on how much that's going to be. And don't don't assume that a brand new car is going to be lower premium because of the increasingly complex computer systems and cars these days. It can cost more because of the higher repair costs. Uh, and one little nugget too, Tony: windshields um, are getting more and more expensive because they are often designed to work in harmony with your electronics you know shutting down your high beams automatically um that sort of thing make sure that you your insurance company covers windshields a lot of policies don't Oh,
0: wow that is big yeah you definitely want windshield coverage those can uh, get cracked and damaged so easily well i'll tell you what we're out of time for today's show greg is there anything else you wanted to add
1: well, I hope people got some good um, tidbits on here. And the last thing I would like to add is this is our last show for 2021. Um, we're taking off uh, for the holidays. Um, Tony, you and I will see each other uh, in L.A. in uh, early yeah. January. And that's, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. That's yeah, going to be fun. we'll be at, a, at um,
0: that financial conference. That's going to be a good one.
1: Yep. We'll be back um, probably mid-January for... A new season of Retirement Paradise. If anybody has any questions about what you heard during the show today, want to talk about getting a plan together, always reach out 808-791-2924 or check us out online at therogroup.org. All right,
0: sounds great. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Craig Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org.